Hey, this is Pastor Michael Alfaro from The Calling Church. I'm so excited that you're listening to our church podcast. I pray that it blesses you and encourages your faith. All right. We're so excited this season of The Calling Church because we are praying and fasting and leaning in and digging deep as we pursue the heart of God. And today we're actually, I hope you're excited as I am. We're starting a new series like you saw behind me called Pioneer Your Purpose. Can you say that with me? Say, Pioneer Your Purpose. I believe with all my heart and all my soul, as I'll explain throughout the message, that you were born for a, a, a purpose unique to yourself. As we get into the word, what we do around here is we stand. Would you guys mind standing with me as we honor God's word and go into the message? And I want to lead you in a prayer. And I believe that the message is going to touch your life and inspire you and, and breathe inspiration in your heart. Father, we just thank you so much. God, without you, life isn't meaningful, Lord. God, to be honest, Lord, America's depressed, anxious, overweight, over-medicated. And the only answer to me, I believe, that I see consistently, Lord, is, is you. You are the answer. You are the way, the truth, and the life. God, we just trust you this morning. Holy Spirit, we actually speak to you and ask, Holy Spirit, that you would move in power and that with this message, God. That you would touch hearts, inspire lives. Father, I pray that you would remove distractions, oh Lord. We're grateful for you this morning, and we want you. We're not satisfied with with just ourselves, God. We want more of you, God. We're not satisfied with the world, but we are satisfied with who you are and what you do, God, with what your love brings to our hearts, God. So we're grateful to be here this morning together in your presence. In Jesus' name, everybody said. Amen, amen. God bless you, church. You may be seated. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so, so, so excited to be preaching this message, Pioneer Your Purpose. As I was sharing last week, I've been working on this message since last uh, July, last summer, and it just didn't fit with our 2019 schedule. We thought it would be wonderful uh, part of the time of year to do this right now. But I believe that humans are pioneers. I believe humans are pioneers. Humanity has always pioneered. Say pioneer. What are you pioneering this morning? Uh, Ever since William Bradford sailing across the Atlantic Ocean aboard the Mayflower, the Pilgrim's Plight landed on on, on Plymouth Rock. They were pioneering a new adventure of religious freedom and fleeing religious persecution from England. Not only were they pioneers, but how about the 1800s, the new western frontier, where the people, Americans on the east coast were traveling westward for new land, new resources. I think it's funny. I'm a millennial. I, how many of you guys, how many, or you might not be a millennial, or, or you might are. How many remember the game Oregon Trail? You know what I'm saying? All right. Though we were pioneering on the computer, you know what I'm saying? Pioneers. They move westward uh, on a new American pioneer. The wild, wild west. We haven't stopped there, church. All right. Humanity has always pioneered. How about Apollo 11? The first manned mission to the moon where uh, where Neil Armstrong stepped on the moon. He said, uh, one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. We are pioneers. Do you know that in the Holy Ghost, we are also pioneers? Oh, come on, somebody. We are pioneers. God has called us to be pioneers of our faith, pioneers of our family, pioneers of our dreams, pioneers in this time, in this location. I believe with all my heart, you are called. That's why we call the church, the calling church, because you are called no matter what anyone has told you. But my question to you today is, are you pioneering in your faith? Are you pioneering in your life? Are you pioneering on your dream on your dreams? 
All right, let me just share this with you. If, if not, why have we stopped pioneering? Why are we not pioneering in our life? Why, especially if God has put his Holy Ghost, his spirit, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the, from the grave, lives on the inside of us. Let me tell you, church, we're not supposed to live average, ordinary life when the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of us. And we're meant to live extraordinary lives in Jesus' name for the kingdom of God. Oh, come on, somebody. Who am I preaching to this morning? We are not made for average. We are not made. You can give God a better clap than that. It's not for me. It's God. Come on, somebody. All right. We're not made for average. If humans without God are pioneering, why are we settling with God? Oh, come on, somebody. Why, if, human, if humanity without God are pioneering, why with us, the Holy Ghost, are not? Oh, come on, somebody. Do you know that pioneers are not settlers? Pioneers and settlers are different people. Come on, somebody. Do you know that the church of Jesus Christ was never meant to settle? Come on, somebody. Never meant to settle. We were always meant to pioneer. In Pasadena, we are called to pioneer this area, this territory. It's not new land to Christianity, but it's a new age to Christianity. And I don't want to see millennials go to hell in the name of Jesus. I don't want to see people go to hell, be broken, live in conformity. In Jesus' name, we are not called to be settlers in this church. Oh, come on, somebody. But we are called to pioneer a new time a new age a new generation for the lord jesus christ i believe that with all my soul and all my heart and i believe that is michael's calling i believe that is your calling but the great question this morning is why are we settling do you know more often more times or more often times not we settle because of uh, psychological pain because of emotional pain we settle because of anxiety We settle on the shore because of fear. We settle on the shores of life because of complacency and comfortability and compromise. When all the while Jesus is on the water saying, son, daughter, come pioneer with me. It reminds me of of the apostle or disciple at the time, Peter, who was in the boat with the 12 and that Jesus was not with them at the moment. And it reminds me when Jesus was walking on the water. Can you imagine that? Walking on the water. That would have scared the living bejesus out of you and me, all right? He's walking on. Imagine his, his hand. Well, they didn't have pockets. I was going to say his hand his pocket. They didn't have pockets. They didn't have jeans back then. His cloak, all right? Maybe he was holding his hands like that. I don't know. Or behind him, all right? So uh, imagine him walking on the water. And one, and one night, Peter and the, oh, my God, there's a ghost on the water. But do you remember what Peter said to him? And I believe this is for the calling church. I believe this is for you this morning. Peter said, Lord, if that's you, call me to you and I'll step out this boat and I will join you. And Peter stepped out of the boat and to his amazement, he was walking on the water. Come on, church. We were not meant to live average lives, but we were meant to live walking on the water with Jesus. All right. Well, I believe that with all my heart. So why do we live for ordinary? Why do we settle for average? All right, when we are made to be extraordinary in the name of Jesus, we were never meant to live on the shores of complacency, comfort, and compromise. Oh, let me tell you, whoever's telling you you're not good enough, you're Jesus, your God is saying you are worthy. I see your destiny. I created you. In fact, I believe this with all my heart. It says Jeremiah 1.5. It says, before I formed you. Say, before. 
Do you know that before you even had a frame and a body, God knew you? Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart for his plan and his glory. Oh, come on, somebody. We were meant for more. I want to let you know this morning that God has a plan. So this, actually, I didn't go over my title. My title is the pioneer, uh, spirit of a pioneer. Can you say that? The spirit of a pioneer. I want to teach you to have a spirit, a pioneering spirit, not a settling spirit, that you were created to do more, that you were born to do more, that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the grave lives on the inside of you. He who is in me, who he who is in me is greater than he that is in the world. Oh, come on, somebody, all right? I want to let you know that to have a pioneering spirit, you need to know that God has a plan. Say plan. God has always had a plan. Do you know I'm not a Presbyterian? I'm not a Reformed Christian. Those are our brothers and sisters. I'm assuming you're not because we got the Holy Ghost in us, all right? We are not the frozen chosen, all right? We move. We make some moves. And Pentecostal, all right? Uh, even though I'm a Pentecostal, I don't get weird, all right? I do believe in tongues and all those things, but, but you know what I'm saying? We're not getting weird, all right? And loony, all right? Uh, I, I, I believe that God has a plan, and, and this is where our foreign brothers and sisters get this. God is sovereign, and you cannot deny that. God is sovereign. The Bible says that the nations are a drop in a bucket to him. He knows every nation. He knows every leader. But you need to know to accomplish your plan that God has a greater plan, that your, that your plans are here and God's plans are here. God has always had a plan from the beginning. And do you know that his plan, ever since sin entered the world, ever since, ever since the, the devil came to the world, if you will, God has always had a plan. Darkness, God has had a plan against that. And his, his, his main plan is the redemption of the world. His main plan is the redeeming, is the redemption of people. God loves people. The greatest verse ever, the most famous verse, if you will. John 3, 16, whosoever would believe in him will not perish but have everlasting life. God's plan of redemption is for people, all right? God has a great plan, and his purpose is to break the, the yoke of bondage on people, on believers, to not settle for darkness or, 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 or stress or anxiety. God has a plan, all right? But let me tell you, you might be living for your plan. Oh, let me tell you, I was living for Michael's plan. I was living for Michael's plan. I wanted to be an L.A. Dodger, baby. You know what I'm saying? I played for 15 years, all right? Shortstop, the hot spot, all right? I, I did it all. Personal trainer, professional trainer, I did it all, all right? And I was a good sinner. I'm not going to lie to you. I smoked dope. I partied. I drank. I did all that kind of stuff. And then one day I realized my plan kind of sucks. My plan is going nowhere. And it was when I started to go to church that I realized that God is sovereign, and he can, he's the only one who can heal me, not weed, not drink. Drinking, not, not sex, none of that stuff. It's when I came to church, gave my life to Jesus, and realized his plan, that my life began to have purpose. So let me teach you this. Your plan is awesome, but God's plans are greater. And it's when, you're, when, you're plan, it's when God's plans line up, or you're in alignment with his plans, that there is great power. Oh, let me say, say that again. Or let me say it like this. I have it on the screen. No purpose on earth is greater than God's plan. And God's plans are much greater than the purposes we ascribe ourselves. It's when we live for God and the kingdom of heaven that we are truly living for a greater purpose than we could ever live for ourselves. Oh, come on, somebody. And these, these plans last for all eternity. We're going to be talking about this in eternity, all right? These plans, when we live for them, are going to be eternal forever and ever and ever. Let me ask you this morning, are you in alignment with God's plans? 
Are you in alignment with God's plans? All right? The Bible says the steps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. Many are the plans of a man's heart, but it is the Lord who establishes them. And when we live for those plans, that's when our life lights up. I met my wife living in God's plan. I have my precious daughter, Hope, living in God's plans. I met the greatest friends. Let me tell you, when I was partying, smoking dope, all right, drinking, uh, none of those guys, my teammates specifically, none of those guys I knew. I, was, I remember I was partying up one time, and for some reason, I was probably buzzing and everything, and I, I don't know if it was the Holy Ghost trying to get a hold of me. I remembered in my heart, none of these homies are going to be there for me. None of these guys are going to be there for me. But I want people in my life who are going to support my life, who are not going to let me settle, and who are going to call me to step out on the boat, come on, somebody, and walk on water. You need community like that. You need friends like that, all right, who are going to pull you forward and move you along the journey of God. Amen? I believe with all my heart, Jeremiah 1.5. You were, you were set apart to do wonderful things. So why are, we, why are we settling? What did God call you to do? What did God call you to do? When I think of pioneers, I also have some, uh, of some people that I think about <clears throat> when I think of, of pioneers. I think of Amelia Earhart, who pushed the boundaries of gender in the area of field of aviation. She came the, became the first female passenger to cross the Atlantic Ocean in 1928. She was the first woman in 1932 to fly across the Atlantic Ocean solo, only the second person ever to do that. Can you imagine? We've come a long way in such a short time. All right, how about this? During the American Civil War, Clara Barton risked her life to bring supplies to cook and nurse wounded soldiers. She also established an office to assist families in search for missing loved ones, leading, the, leading to the identification of more than 20 2,000 men. Barton pioneered and established the American Red Cross with a focus on disaster relief. Today, it is one of the most important organizations in the entire world. How about this? My personal hero, Jackie Robinson, broke the segregation, by the way, from Pasadena, California, John Muir High School, PCC, and UCLA. Come on, somebody. Broke the segregation barrier when he made his major league debut in 1947. When general manager of the Dodgers branch, Ricky, decided to integrate baseball, he picked Robinson for both his skill and his ability to persevere, all right? Jackie became a six-time All-Star MVP, a Rookie of the Year, and World Series champion. Lord, we need that championship, okay, in the name of Jesus. The teams have been cheating, God. They've been, Asheville been cheating. Boston's been cheating. We haven't been cheating, God. Give us our series back, and we're going to get some more in Jesus' name, all right? Brooklyn Dodgers. Jackie was indu- inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame in 1962. Beyond baseball, Jackie Robinson's pioneering spirit has opened the door to all people of color in all of sports. In fact, they have a Jackie Robinson Day in all of sports where they wear the number 42. What an amazing man. How about this pe- uh, person? Ellen Ochoa became the first Hispanic Latina astronaut in 1991. She's a veteran of four missions logging nearly 1,000 hours in orbit space. How about this one? Wilbur and Orville Wright pioneered aviation by building the first airplane on December 17, 1903. And this one gets me every time. I already cried. I'm not going to cry. This one gets me every time. We go to the next door, uh, slide. This person gets me every single time. All right. This man's name is Doris Dory Miller. He was one of the first, he is the first African American to receive the third highest medal in the Navy, uh, the, uh, the Navy Cross. 
This man, because of the color of his skin, was not even able to hold a rifle. He was not even able to train in combat. So because of the color of his skin, he had to be a cook in the USS West Virginia. And, 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 and the day of Pearl Harbor came, the Japanese surprise attack on, on Pearl Harbor in American soil, right? He was, he was on his ship. Thousands upon thousands of people died. Well, this man had the audacity and tenacity, all right? He had a pioneering sense of spirit that he, he uh, uh, manned an anti, uh, 50 caliber anti-aircraft gun shooting about seven, half a dozen uh, Japanese airplanes down with having no training at all. Instead of retreating, instead of settling, he, he hopped on the, uh, one of the greatest guns on the ship and said, I'm going to take the enemy down, all right? I don't care if you didn't train me. We need to have that sense of pioneering. Come on, somebody. Are we settling? How about the greatest pioneers ever? How about the greatest pioneers, in my personal opinion, opinion ever? How about Abraham in Genesis 12, whom God said, Go to the land I will show you. I will make you in a great nation. And, and did so at the age of 75. 75, let me tell you. If you're 75, 80, 85, all right? If you're 15 years old, 12 years old. I remember I, I met God at 7 years old. But if in your, you're in the house this morning and you're 80 years old, 85 years old if you will. All right. But what I'm trying to say is it don't matter. As long as you have breath in your lungs, your age don't matter. You are still here for a reason. Purpose lives on the inside of you and God is with you. You're here for a significant purpose. No, age is, doesn't matter. You are made for a purpose. Amen. How about Moses or the Israelites whom God said, I have a land flowing uh, 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 with milk and honey. How about David who pioneered the kingdom and establishment of Israel? How about Paul, one of my personal favorites? He says this in Romans chapter 15, verse 20. He says, it is my honor and constant passion to be a pioneer who preaches where no one has ever heard of the anointed one or the gospel. Instead of building upon someone else's foundation, I'm going to go and pioneer a new land, a new territory, and take ground from the enemy for the kingdom of God. How about 2,000 years ago, the greatest pioneer ever walked this earth. His name is Jesus Christ. He pioneered our salvation, a salvation of the world, defeated death, sin, and darkness. He pioneered our freedom, paid our debt. It says this in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him endured the cross scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of God. Are you settling this morning when God has put his Holy Spirit in you to be a pioneer? What are you called to pioneer this morning? Maybe your family, maybe a dream, all right? Maybe overcoming stress and anxiety. How about pioneering? What I would like to say is your calling in Jesus' name. I want to give you four to five, or let's say four principles that I believe that every pioneer has, a spirit of a pioneer, all right? Number one is this, pioneers go. Say go. Pioneers go. Pioneers do not stay. What are you not, why are you not going when God is, uh, why are you staying when God is saying go? All right, do you know Matthew 28, 18 through 20, the great uh, commission. Jesus is saying right from the beginning, 
Go, therefore, into all the nations, making disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching them everything I've commanded them to obey. Go, therefore. He didn't say, disciples, apostles, I want you to stay here, build a church in Jerusalem, and just be here till you get old and die, and that's it. He said, go scatter from here. We're going to gather so we can scatter and change the world. Let me tell you, church, we are not meant to just stay here on Sundays, play our kumbaya songs, and do nothing. Come on, somebody. All right? We're called to be the salt of the world. Salt, we're not called to just be stuck up in a jar looking at each other salty all day. We're called to be, you know, create some flavor in, in the city. Come on, you know what I'm saying? We're called to go. Pioneers are not settlers. They're not the same thing. Pioneers explore. Pioneers set sail. Pioneers move forward. Pioneers go beyond limitations and boundaries. Settlers, they put, they dig in, they stay grounded. Oh, come on, somebody. Some of us are staying grounded this morning. How about number two? Pioneers, and I love this one, Pioneers, and you don't have to take notes on this, all right? Take a picture. This is important for your journey because you are on a journey, all right? Pioneers go. Number two is pioneers have a great attitude. Say attitude. Oh, come on, somebody. We need to have a good attitude. Pioneers have a good attitude, all right? Pioneers are optimistic, while on the journey, all right? They are problem solvers, not problem spotters. They are problem solvers, not problem spotters. Are you a problem spotter? Let me tell you, that won't take you places. But if you're a problem solver, that's going to take you places in Jesus' name, all right? Problem solvers, they see challenges as opportunities. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. Pioneers realize that tough times don't last. Tough people do. Pioneers are overcomers, and they have an I can spirit. Oh, come on, somebody. The, the more you tell yourself, you, I can't, I can't, you won't. I can't do this. I can't do that. You won't, you won't, you won't. But you ought to stand up on the inside of you and say, I can do this. I can raise my family. I can accomplish my work. I can make a difference and an impact in the name of Jesus. How about number three? Pioneers have great perspective. I think pioneers have great perspective. When they see the rocks, and the, they don't get stuck in a moment. Pioneers don't get stuck on a moment because they know they have a journey before them, all right? It reminds me of this. The Israelites who were destined for the promised land, they had a destiny before them. They were never meant for slavery. God said, I have a land flowing with milk and with honey. And do you remember Moses went to talk with them and kind of gave them a hard time at first? And finally, they listened to him, saw the miracles of God, the plagues that were unleashed on Israel. And they marched on out of there with a smile on their face. But then there came a moment on their journey where they came to the Red Sea and they said, Moses, we know we shouldn't have followed you because you're crazy, bro. You and that staff is crazy, man, all right? We're going to die. And they're hearing, and they're, if you will, the Egyptian army coming behind them. They're stuck in a moment, and they're saying, God, you've abandoned this. And Moses says, watch, today you're going to see something that you've never seen before. Watch the deliverance of the Lord. And he put his staff down, and the Red Sea split in half, and people who were extraordinary, not average, not meant for just to settle, walked through an ocean. God, they were not, they were stuck at a moment, but God delivered them. Are you stuck in a moment this morning? Are you stuck in a moment? A rock in the road. 
All right. I want to let you know to have some perspective that this is not the end of your journey. That to keep moving forward, to keep going, to not let that hurt capsize you or sink your ship. Keep on going. Have perspective that this challenge I face is only going to refine the gold that is within me. It's going to make me grow stronger. It's going to make me a better person, a better husband, a better wife, a better, a, a, just better in all in general. All right. How about this? pioneers have great perspective. Do we, a lot of people are living for the moment. Oh, you know what I'm saying. We're living for the moment. But do you know that as Christians, we're called to live from the perspective of eternity, not just from the moment. Because we're going to live in all of eternity. So think of their problems and your issues and your relationships in the context of the perspective of eternity. God has called us heavenward. All right. Don't be fixated on the right now. All right. A lot of my generation we live for the right now. We don't like to wait. Oh, you know what I'm saying. We don't like to wait. All right. We, don't, we want our food right now. And by the way, do you know In-N-Out is not just necessarily, it's called In-N-Out, but it's not right now. You know what I'm saying? Next time, watch. Your, watch. All right. Look at your iPhone. Set a timer. It takes about 30 minutes. You do know what I'm saying? They trick us. All right. Every time. All right. But it's, it's so good. You know what I'm saying? Those, fr- those fries are all right. McDonald's fries is better. All right. That's all right. Uh, the burgers are pretty good. All right. Uh, you might kill me, but I don't like the Thousand Island sauce at all. So, yeah, we don't, I don't do that. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> nah. Nah. All right. Anyway, how about, so pioneers go. Pioneers have a good attitude. Let me talk to someone this morning. Talking about attitude. You are mad at people. You might, you might be mad at life. You have a bad attitude, and you're a believer. Let me tell you, a bad attitude is not going to get you nowhere. Hurting people is not going to get you nowhere. You need to be delivered from that. When I'm, not, I'm not talking about exorcist head spinning around, all right? I'm talking about set free in your heart from having a bad attitude. Stop hurting. Let me tell you, good, having a good attitude is going to take you places in the name of Jesus. People are going to want to be around you versus not wanting to be around you when you have a good attitude. That is stopping your destiny. That is making you settle on the shore when you can have an, a, a great attitude. I, I love this old, it's an old commercial, and this never leaves me. God just spoke to me through it. It's this young boy. He's throwing up a ball. He constantly throws up the ball. And his perspective and actually attitude. And he throws up the ball and he's swinging away and he keeps missing. And he, he does about four times. He's throwing it up. He's swinging. He's missing. And instead of saying, man, I'm a horrible batter. You know what he says? I'm the best pitcher in the entire world. All right? We need to have a good attitude. We need to have good perspective. I'm not the worst hitter. I'm the best pitcher in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody. How about this? Pioneers, which is my favorite one. Pioneers do not go alone. Say alone. Pioneers do not go alone. I speak that over my church in Jesus' name. Pioneers do not go. Do you know that there's a a statistic that if you go to any church for about six months, three to six months, and you do not connect with people, you're going to bounce out. Because you are, you are created for connection in Jesus' name. You are made to have relationship with people. And I often tell people this. People don't like people because we get hurt by people. But hurt people heal, hurt people, but healed people also heal people. So you got to open up your heart a little bit and realize that God can use some people to change your life and your destiny in Jesus' name. There are great people here. If there's any bad people, I, I would have kicked them out a long time ago. No, I'm just kidding. All right. There are great people here. 
great people here. So pioneers don't go alone. Like the old African proverb says, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. Let me say that again. If you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, say far. If you want to go far in this life, you need to go together. Great pioneers do not go alone. I think of uh, Frodo had Sam Wise. Come on, somebody. All right. Lewis had Clark and Sacagawea. You know what I'm saying? That quarter. Anyway. All right. How about this? Chewbacca had Han Solo. You know what I'm saying? The Nina, the Pinta had the Santa Maria. You don't go alone. You will not make it alone. In fact, that's how the adversary, the devil, picks us off when we get alone. When the sheep got away from the pen, oh, the wolf can come so easily when they don't have a shepherd. Do you have a shepherd? Do you have a sheep pen of sheep that you can call on? Come on, somebody. You're out there. Do not go alone. You were never meant to go alone. You're meant to pioneer together in this life and in your calling. I love that with this message series and with this church, we are called not just to pioneer individually in our faith, but we are called to pioneer together on our faith. Oh, we can make an impact as singularly, if you will, but we can make an even greater impact together as a community in Jesus' name. One of my dreams is the impact where I'm from, the San Gabriel Valley. I was raised in Pomona, making a difference in Pasadena. I believe one day God is going to fuse those two dots for this church and make an impact and a footprint in this valley for the Lord Jesus Christ because I'm not going to settle. I'm not comforted. I'm not comfortable. I'm not going to compromise my faith. I believe that God has more for this church. Do you know that Jackie Robinson had Pee Wee Reese and Branch Rickey? We do not do this alone. We were, I'm speaking to someone who's doing life alone. Don't do your faith alone. You cannot be a Christian alone. You need to have brothers and sisters who are going to encourage you. In fact, I believe next month or so, we're going to have life groups. You ought to get connected with people who are going to speak into your life and love you so much. Amen. You guys out there, how about this? Lastly, and I'll close with this. Gosh, time flies by so fast. I'll, I'll say this as well. A lot of people... Do you know why a lot of people do not pioneer? A lot of people do not pioneer because they're hurt. Hurt is real. Some of us this morning are hurt. I'll never forget one of the greatest heroes of my life. And I say this with respect. One of the greatest heroes of my life when I talked to them about starting this church broke me. They didn't believe in me. They said, I've seen these other people in action, but I, I, I don't think you got what it takes. And it broke me. It broke the dream inside of me. And I had been fasting. I had been praying. And God said, you know, Michael, I want you to start a church, you and your wife. And fun, it's a funny story. My wife was like, I don't want to start this church. She actually was like, I'm not going to be, I don't want to be a pastor. So I said, you be you. You just be you. Be authentic. Be genuine. Be you. That's what people need. They don't need some fake person doing fake things. They need real people doing real things. All right? Be you. Be who you are. And she said, we'll do it. We'll do it. If we can do that, and I'll be honest with you, that's who we are. We'll never change. We're going to be us. If you don't like us, sorry. There's other churches around. I'm just kidding. All right. we, we, we're just real people. We're hurt. We're broken. We're not above anybody. We're not above, we're not above anybody. We're just as human as anyone else. But I'll never forget the day that, that the person that I love, my hero, didn't believe in me. And let me tell you, that, that made me go into a, a depression mode, a hurt mode. That made me question myself. Well, God, you know, I know you're saying this, but this person isn't saying this. And it hurts so bad. It hurts. I remember for me as a man, maybe it's just a man thing. I, it don't have to be a man thing. It could be a woman thing. But when, when, I, when I get hurt, sometimes I get angry. You know what I'm saying? Just get angry. Just want to like, throw your chancla or something. like. You know what I mean? Hit a wall. All right? Kick the cat. I always say that. All right? You, you just, man, what? God, I followed you. 
the person I looked up say that I'm not capable enough. I'm not worthy. I don't got what it takes. I mean, what are you, what is, what? But you're saying this, God, who? So you know what, God? I'm going to trust you. I'm going to follow you. And I'm going to move forward. And even though that hurt me, let me tell you, that could have caused me to settle on the shore. Live. Not only just live. How about this? We settle on the shore. We build a fire. And we camp out on the shore. We get comfy. And we settle there. And now we just, we just camp out. But we start to live there and build a life there. When God has never meant for you to stay there. Oh, come on, somebody. I could have done that and resort back to my hurt and say, God, because that person thinks that I'm this, then I'm just going to stay right here. And there, there had to be people in my life, an audacity in my life to stand up on the inside of me and say, God, I am good enough. God, I read your word and I am called. Jeremiah 1.5 says, you set me apart. Jeremiah, you said, God, I'm worthy. God, that you, that you have a purpose on my life, a destiny on me. And church, let me tell you, 540 salvations later, I am so glad that I followed my calling and my purpose in the name of Jesus. Let me tell you what it means to me because in this church over the course of four years, over 500 people have gotten saved. And let me tell you, if we hadn't done that, those 500 people, who knows, right? Who knows? But we are moving forward. And you know what? Let me just share this with you. When you're hurt, don't stay or don't live with the poison. Pioneers don't live with the poison in their heart. They let it go. Let me tell you, uh, unforgiveness is denying the poison inside of you and is damaging you. Set, be, you need to be set free from that so you can move onward. And you know what I let that experience do? I let that make me grow. I let that make me better. You know, I want to be a better leader. Come on, somebody. I want to speak words of affirmation, not words of death. I want to raise up people who I can speak over their destiny and their purpose. Some of us this morning, we're living with hurt. We're living with hurt. Maybe something happened at your last church. Maybe a church leader hurt you. Maybe a wife, uh, ex-wife, ex-husband hurt you. Maybe someone at the workplace hurt your, your feelings. And maybe you're just living with that and you're settled in and it's preventing you from moving forward in your destiny. But I want to declare to you that you were never meant to be average or ordinary. You were meant to live extraordinarily in the name of Jesus. To do great things in your family. To do great things in the workplace. To do great things in the Holy Spirit in the world. Come on, somebody, you out there. Can I just pray for... for for us this morning. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. I pray that it blessed you. It's so vital to do life together. That's why I would love to invite you to the Calling Church. Bring a friend. We will love to meet you. Also, stay connected to our church via our website, the Calling Church app, or our social media. God bless you.